What's your favorite alcoholic beverage? If you love being in a girl group, this is totally for you. Some people call us overwhelming. Love it or leave it, we don't care. No, but we want you here. Welcome to You Can Sip With Us. Happy Tuesday. I am so excited for this episode. I am also, and I am also Ashley. Oh, yes. Oh, hi. Oh, I have a co-host. Oh, oh hello. This isn't the Colleen show? Uh, no. Uh, if you look at the reviews, it's very clearly my show. Very clearly. <laughs> so it's Colleen and Ashley here coming at you, but but we've got we've got quite a little snack. Yeah. Are you sipping on anything? You know what I'm sipping on? I've got a client call after this, and I... I, I vow to stay sober for my clients, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't vow smart. that for many things in my life, but for clients yeah. I'll do it. And so it's yeah. water. Yeah. I'm vowing to stay sober for my unborn child. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's um, a pretty compelling reason. It's fair. Yeah. Uh, but I was at Costco the other day and we need to do an updated Costco find like oh, Costco things. That and is Trader a Joe's. Great we need idea. to do that. Cause yeah been a while like the staples but they've yes. always got i don't i don't love sparkling waters but i need them at all times around the house mm-hmm. you know right. i like to have the option of a cold can to open and then when you drink it you're pissed off oh i forgot i don't like these but the smells i never get mad at the smell they smell <laughs> good. good smells and, don't let me down. you know this waterloo brand waterloo popular. yeah yeah Popular, 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 Waterloo. Um, but Costco has these flavors that are like summery, and this one's oh. pineapple. And it's, it's delicious. It's okay. What do you give it? Six out of ten. Oh no, sparkling waters over that high. It's like a three. Okay, but so usually like a three out of ten. <laughs> but that's but, so great. Like, let, I mean, it's good that we're just level setting here on when you say yeah. delicious in regards to a sparkling water. The scale is very low. Oh yeah. We're talking you know. about water. Like, what's your favorite? What would be a 10 out of 10? Never a sparkling water. But, like, think of what would be your 10 out of 10. An old-fashioned. Like, done right. Big cube. Yes. Yeah. Mine yeah. would be a spicy margarita done right. I like yes. a nice rim, and I like a good heat, and yeah. I like a straw, a stiff drink. Yeah. <laughs> sparkling water will never be an old-fashioned. No. <laughs> Those two things. I actually I, think I even sense. prefer flat ice water more than sparkling water. Just and yet pregnant. But but just not every day. It's like I need to switch it up because I'm I'm, I'm gonna sense. have flat I'm gonna have flat water with ice cubes every day. Right. But then yeah, I also right. need something else. Yeah, that makes sense. I tried um a Starbucks a new Starbucks drink the other day. Ooh. Um that I'll tell you about. And it here. didn't let you down. It was pretty good. Yeah. So it was. Let me give you. Chris said, <laughs> Chris said, hey, want a Starbucks? <laughs> and I did. I did what his worst. I, I created his worst nightmare. Oh, God. Oh, God. OK. I sent him what, a, just a drink some- he had to sure. actually order to a real person. Like something okay. he had to, that was highly customized. Instead like, of like, yeah, I'll take a matcha latte. Yeah, or just something that he could put because the the cool thing about Starbucks is you can order through the app and then it's there, it's yeah. done, it's boom, boom, boom. And you know, Chris is very efficient, and that as am true. I. You yes. know, so if he's like, I'm gonna run, do this quick, and then I sent him the mothership of like, okay, if I'm gonna order this through the app, I'm gonna do two 
20 modifications. Okay, so check this out. Tasted like a peach cobbler. Whoa! Unsweetened peach citrus white tea. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. With a splash of heavy cream. Two pumps sugar-free vanilla syrup. Oh. And ice. Whoa! And it tasted like a peach cobbler. It's very good. Well done. Did you see that somewhere or what did you do? Make yeah, I, I Googled I Googled it. I said well, that was no sugar, low carb Starbucks drinks. Oh. There was a bunch. A oh, bunch right, of because of the G D. Yeah. Yeah. And so but this one was nice little Prime afternoon time. refresher. Yeah. It was quite nice. So. I also want to say thank you guys for last episode. I feel a little bad because Call brought pregnancy faves, which is a necessary thing. Like that's a that's a great value add. But I also t- like basically bared my entire soul last yeah. episode. And so, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it got a little overshadowed. No. Um, but the support has been outrageous. Um, and I still feel great. Yeah. Good news. We're a, a week in. I'm back home today. I, well, I'm back. I've been back home for a while, but I did have a thought today during like, I'm still, I'm still pumped up, but I haven't done anything hard yet. Like I haven't faced any fears yet. And so it's, I started thinking today, oh shit. Okay. Well, it's easy to stay pumped up when you're not doing hard shit. Like next week, I've been just kind of like, you know, settling and not racing in, but next week's the hard stuff. And so next week, you know, we'll see, I'll take you guys on the journey as I start doing scary things and putting myself out there more. Well, I've been putting myself out there, but like putting my offers out there and things like that. But all that to say, um, the squat, you, the squat is special. Oh yeah. The squat is very special. And it's not lost on either of us when we go through big things, you know, when you've you've shared all the things that you've gone through to get little Ellie here and, um, you know, births and losses and emotional things that we're facing, um, you guys always show up for us. And yeah. we just want to make sure you know you are seen, you are heard, and we super value you. Yeah. So, this is a hell of here. a great community. And I'm really like the reason I'm so excited about this episode is it's like the feeling when you watch a really good show Mm -hmm. and you're like I can't wait to tell everyone about this show yeah it's like finding more information about and feeling the impact of uh not just blood sugar but like the the thing the 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 debunking of the a lot of the things that we used to do Right. In the name of health that weren't actually making us feel good. No. And the proof is in the pudding because I I guarantee you, cash back guaranteed, that you you can't implement the things that our guest, Megan the Dietitian, is going to be talking about today and not feel better. Yeah. I mean, cash the way back. that you guys feel about us and supporting us is how excited I get to watch all of her content she puts out. Yeah, because it's so good, and I learn so much, and it makes me think, and it makes me question things in a great way. It makes me empowered, and she is serving up all the goods today yes. on this episode. Yes. Okay, the time has come. You guys have been anticipating her, probably not more than Colin and I have, though. I, I'm not kidding you. Who we are about to introduce you to? It was sort of like like I found her on Instagram. 
I don't know, a year and a half ago or something. I joined her webinar, which I'm sure she's going to share some of that information now. I loved what she had to say. Then I bought her course. I loved it even more. It sort of blew my mind. Then I was following her on social and I'm like, how do I get closer to this woman? Because I also love, she has like a no BS attitude. So you'll learn she is a weight loss and metabolism dietitian sort of expert, but she's also just like the real, real. And she, you know, I, I think part of your toggling at some point was like, you're a dietitian who likes like a vodka loving dietitian. Vodka loving dietitian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, she's also a mom. And I think that that just needs to be shouted out because we are also a mom friendly, drinking friendly podcast, but I'm excited for you guys to meet her and hopefully give her a follow and, you know, hop in on her course. I've learned so much. And as call mentioned before, this is not just like, gestational diabetes stuff. This is not for diabetics. This is for like, I don't have diabetes and I have learned so much from her. And so we're excited for her to pour into you guys a little bit today. So welcome, Megan. Hi, Megan. Hey, that was a great intro. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So how should we start it off, Call? Just have her introduce herself? Yeah. Megan, tell us a little bit more about like we just shared how, you know, y you entered our world, but I would love to hear how like your journey started becoming an expert in metabolism in dietitian world. Like how did you find your way? And then like to give us a crash course in you. Yeah. I think it'll be really helpful to kind of get some background, to get some context on like why I do what I do. Because I think a lot of your listeners are going to be able to relate to this story in one way or another. So I became a dietitian, I think it was 2009. So quite a while ago, but I actually never worked as a dietitian until I don't know, about four or five years ago when I started my business because I really became, I really got into the like disordered eating patterns, weight gain, crossing over into eating disorder while I was studying to become a dietitian, which by the way, mm. I found out later, it's actually fairly common. Like a lot of my mm. uh, classmates kind of went through the same thing. And I have conversations about this all the time because when we were in school and we were learning, we were learning, you know, calories in, calories out. If you have a client that needs to lose weight, put them on, you know, 90 minutes of cardio a day, 500 to a thousand calorie deficit. And we actually had to go and do this ourselves, like as a project, like go and record all your food and, you know, do what your clients do. And one thing just kind of led to another, you know, I'm 22. I certainly are probably 20 years old. I didn't need to lose weight, but you know, I was like, Oh yeah, sure. Like I could lose five pounds. And it just kind of spiraled out of control for probably five years. And mm -hmm. I ended up yeah, gaining like 20, 25 pounds feeling, but worse than that, having a horrific relationship with food, like total disordered eating. And it wasn't until I, I had graduated and I was done and I, <laughs> I just had some sort of rock bottom moment where I was like, I can't, how can I expect myself to go out and help other people with nutrition, help people lose weight, help people be healthy when I know that everything I'm doing is <laughs> completely fucked up. Like, you know, and it made me feel a lot of shame. It made me feel uh, like I, I was a fraud. And so I never went out and really used my degree for several years. And mm -hmm. I eventually, like I said, I had like a rock bottom moment where I was like, I have to do something different. And I was reading, I was always reading like fitness magazine, shape magazine, you know, just amazing places to get like nutrition and <laughs> yeah. fitness information. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, the experts. <laughs> okay. But I will say I kept reading 
about weightlifting. Like this was my big breakthrough moment. And it was like talking about how if you really want to lose fat, you should be weightlifting and not doing all this cardio. And I'm just running like five, six miles a day. And I just didn't believe it. I was like, it doesn't make sense. Like that's, yeah. that's not what we learned. Well, I eventually did it. And luckily, you know, I'm like 25 at the time. And so my metabolism, I'm pretty resilient. You know, when you're 25, you're pretty resilient. When you're 35, 45, that starts to go away. <laughs> <A little different. laughs> but I immediately just started losing weight and like feeling really good and not being exhausted every day. And my diet started to improve. And, you know, over the years, I, it, my diet improved and everything else about my life improved too. But that was that moment where I was like, whoa, did, well, like what else was I taught that was a lie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what else do I need to unlearn? Kind unlearn. Of. Exactly. Yeah. So then it just started this, you know, I'm 36 now, so it's been 11 years since then, but you know, gradually just learning that there is an entirely different world outside of this like diet and exercise calorie deficit world that we live in now when it comes to weight loss. And so I started, you know, blogging probably five, six years ago. And then eventually I started seeing one-on-one clients. And what I noticed with the clients was I was attracting me basically like me, you know, several years ago. And they, all of these women were they were eating relatively healthy. They were eating, they were under eating most of them. Mm, and I'm like, why are you gaining weight? And so I, you know, eventually figured out like these women have destroyed their metabolism over the years of yo-yo dieting. Um, you know, they're overeating on the weekends, they're under eating during the week, all the same. And so I started kind of taking them through this process from just based on what I had learned over the years, which was you know, focusing on blood sugar balance, which we'll talk about uh, versus calories. Mm -hmm. Uh, focusing on like lifting weights and, you know, putting on lean muscle tissue instead of running all day long, uh, sleep, what are the importance of sleep, the importance of stress, inflammation, gut health, all these things that are, they're like pillars. I call them these, these are the pillars of a healthy metabolism. And, and it just, it worked. And not only did it work, so that's important, right? It's, it's important that these women were losing weight and they were eating more and they were feeling great, but it also completely shifted the way they thought about food. And that was like this big aha moment because I was like, okay, so if, if I can teach people how their bodies work instead of like handing them a blueprint and saying, eat this, not that, yeah. and it can change, it, that changes everything Yeah, because it allows you to be more consistent. It allows you to like, because if you have a good relationship with food and you have a good relationship with yourself, why would you continue to put things in your body that make you feel like crap over and over and over again? Like that why was would my you, experience with you. Yeah. yeah. It was so, like... I moved from, I just want to be as like small as possible or losing weight to like, wait, I want to feel as good as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you've probably found is that from doing that, the weight does come off. It doesn't come off maybe in 30 days. Maybe it comes off in a year, but that consistency adds up. And then, and then at the end you like yourself you know? <laughs> yeah. Plus for me, it's also been, I don't know how much weight I've lost. I can definitely tell I'm leaning out a little bit now. And I've been working on your program, not like as structured. I mean, I started a year ago or something like that. And I haven't been like super diligent with it because again, you're like learning something new and experimenting. Yeah. Um, but I'm starting to really notice that I'm leaning out. But more than that, I've gotten more confidence in what makes me feel good. Like how food interacts in my body and my energy and stuff like that. So the yeah. leaning out is sort of a byproduct of taking yeah. care of yourself. This is cool yep. because Ashley, like this is, this is cool. Cause like 
There's probably a number of people listening to this who are like Ashley or is like, I want to seek out ways to feel better, like or just learn about this and are curious and driven. And I was not like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm very pregnant and I was very content with ice cream, like a lot of ice cream in my life. And like I've. I could chalk it up to things. I could chalk it up to, oh, I'm my my energy level being down. I was like, I'm really pregnant and I'm chasing a three-year-old toddler around. And I think there's a lot of people, whether they're pregnant or not, that can chalk up, man, I'm just really tired because I'm really busy at work and I, you know, whatever it may be, there's a lot of reasons. And then I'm in this situation now with gestational diabetes, which I'm actually very thankful for because now I'm I'm learning a whole bunch about blood sugar specifically, but I've noticed such a shift in feeling so good that I didn't know existed. So I didn't have any desire because I didn't know what I was missing out on. And so what would you say to people who are listening to this who um, don't know anything about these pillars, metabolism, gut, blood sugar? Like, how do you know like what what doesn't feel good? Like, how do you know, right? Like, what could be some indications that it might be time to get curious Mm -hmm. and, like, start learning about this stuff? Well, that's such a good question because I think most people just don't realize that it's not normal to feel like crap. But we do normalize it. And it's hard. It's actually really hard to see until you start to feel better, unfortunately. So when, like you said, you know, you're like, oh, I'm well, obviously, you're managing your blood sugar now. And once you start managing your blood sugar, like, oh, like I don't, I don't have to drag myself out of bed in the morning. I don't fall asleep at my desk at 3 p.m. I thought that was just a part of being a normal 35 year old. Yeah. (laughs) No, those things actually aren't normal. We've just normalized them. So, yeah, I mean, that would definitely be two of the things. Like, you know, if you have to drag yourself out of bed every morning, and this is assuming, of course, most of us don't get enough sleep. So, let's say you're actually getting enough sleep, you're still dragging yourself out of bed in the morning. Um, The crash in the afternoon is huge. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really big one that I think once you start really managing your your blood sugar and maybe getting inflammation under control, you'll see that will start to alleviate quite a bit. Um, Another big one is getting... If, if you feel like you're hungry all the time, um, mm. I, and also opposite of that, you're never hungry. So I see mm. both of these a lot. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, I just don't have much of an appetite. Well, that means your metabolism is absolutely tanked. Ooh. This is fascinating. That actually leads me, I mean, we can circle back to this, this yeah. question, but I don't want to forget it. So I feel like inter- um, intermittent fasting has been all the rage recently. And sometimes when I work with clients, they're like, oh no, I skipped breakfast. I've been doing that for years. And I'm like, mm-hmm. then why aren't you like, cause they say like, this is great for weight loss, but it must be something with their metabolism then that like, they're not, it's not working for them. Yeah. Well, And sometimes what happens too with intermittent fasting is, yeah, your body just gets used to it. And so you may not get hungry until later. But what I see a lot is like women who are like, well, I used to not eat till 10. Now I can go till 11. Now I can go till one. Like it's this prize that they've won. And Mm -hmm. no, what's happening is, is your metabolism is just starting to tank. Um, And, you know, usually when we're talking about intermittent fasting, because people really are hardcore about intermittent fasting, like they don't want to hear that they shouldn't be doing it. But normally what I'll ask is like, okay, how long have you been doing this? And are you seeing results? Like, why are you coming to talk to me? Mm. And then that's always kind of a moment where they're like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Like, 
it's not really working. And oh, I've yet yeah, I've lost my period months ago. And you know, <laughs> I'm having all these hormonal issues. Intermittent fasting is amazing. Um, but for men, especially, but women, we just have to be more careful, especially if we're still in uh, like childbearing age. And honestly, we don't really know why there's speculation as to why this is, but most of the research on intermittent fasting is done on men. And I just mm-hmm. see women struggling with it so often. And as soon as mm-hmm. they stop and they start actually eating some breakfast in the morning, it's like, oh my God, it's, it's another one of those moments where they're like, oh, I feel good. Like yeah. I yeah. didn't realize I felt so terrible <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So well, that's another one. I fell into all the traps, right? Okay. So intermittent fasting and then working out on an empty stomach, yes. right? Oh, but yeah. like relying on caffeine. And I know this is a big thing you've been talking <laughs> about on trifecta, social yes. right now. <laughs> yeah. um, and actually someone sent in a question about it, about like, hey, what does she think about getting up and going for an early morning run with like caffeine in your system? And I'm like, oh, she talks about this is all she's talking about right now. And I was afraid to give up intermittent fasting because I thought that that was like the thing that made me feel good and also helped me with weight loss. But if I'm nothing, if not coachable. And so even though I was resistant for a while, I'm like, okay. And at this point, Megan, you tell me to do something. I am like what Megan says I will do. You buy a coffee creamer. I buy the same one. So um, I'm like, okay, I'm going to trust her and I'm going to have some freaking breakfast and I'm not going to have caffeine on an empty stomach anymore. And wouldn't you know, like my energy totally changes. I still, I actually feel like I am leaning out more now having given up that working out on an empty stomach and burning fat or whatever, right? Like, it's just, we've been duped. We've been duped as a society. People don't always realize that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding, and even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And this goes perfectly with what we are talking about with Megan in this episode is like taking care of your insides so that you can feel good. But Let's, you know, also focus on your mental health. And that is where better health, better help comes in. Stress will show up in all kinds of ways. And in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less, and grind all the time, here's your reminder to take care of yourself, do less, and maybe try some therapy. You guys know I had been going through some stressful things and I knew it was I, I needed to get some expert in on this. And so I sought out better help. I love that you can go online, tell them what it is you're looking for. It'll match you with several therapists. You can try them out. You can do video, phone, or even live chat, whatever's easiest for you with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And if it's not a good fit, you can easily switch to a different therapist, which I did a couple of times until I found one that I felt really connected to. And I did it all from the comfort of my home. It's also much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help you lower your stress. BetterHelp is awesome, okay? And you can sip with us listeners. Get 10% off their, your first month at betterhelp.com slash sip. 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sip. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash sip. What happens is we get up, we, um, we're, we're already, so we're fasted. And the longer you fast, the more cortisol you release typically. And that's okay. Like, I don't want people to be afraid of cortisol. We need cortisol to get out of bed in the morning. If we have low cortisol, we feel horrible. But you've got that and then you've got caffeine, which is going to raise your cortisol. And then you've got 
exercise, or especially if you're going for a run or doing something high in t- intensity, cortisol again. So your body- cortisol is the stress hormone. What is yes. that? Let's break down okay. cortisol. It is the stress hormone. We release it in times of stress. And unfortunately, when we're pumping it out constantly, it's the, it's the hormone that causes us to hold on to belly fat. And mm. so that's why, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed this, but I noticed in my life, like during times of like really high stress, it's like, I will hold on to more belly mm. fat. That's what that's from. So, you know, we're doing this to lose fat, but we're pumping out a hormone that is causing us to hold on to fat. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is yeah. very interesting. So what are some other ways to help control or keep cortisol, cortisol, where it should yeah. be. Well, eat. It's going to be number one. Um, like before a workout, you know, in, in, in my program in metabolism makeover, we, I talk a lot about like eating lower carbs in the morning and really filling up on like protein and healthy fat. And that's going to really carry you into lunch. But if you're waking up and working out first thing in the morning, you do need some carbs because your muscles, your muscles need that. And they're going to, they're going to, it's going to soak up your muscles are going to soak those carbs right up and it's not going to cause a blood sugar spike or anything like mm-hmm. that. And your body would, uh, my friend Robin Johnson, she's another dietitian. She says this all the time and I think it's brilliant, but your body would rather run on carbs than cortisol. So mm. when mm. you give it just like a little bit, like just give it a little bit of carbs and you will feel so much better. What and does that, that mean? Can you say like, like, is that like 20 grams? Like what's a yeah, little carbs? I, I would say about 25 grams is a okay. good it's a good range. Yeah. For most of us women listening to this, like if you're a six, five man, like, yeah, you're probably going to need some more carbs, but that's a good rule of thumb. So that would be like, you know, a banana. Okay. I don't know why that's the only thing I can think of right now, but uh, a <laughs> piece of toast, whatever it is that you like to have in the morning. Yeah. Sweet work. potato. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Just okay. real simple. Okay. So then how do you, what are some other things as far as like balancing your blood sugar throughout the, cause like, so I went for a run yesterday and I had half a bagel and I didn't, I read that like you shouldn't have a lot of protein and fiber and fat yeah. before a run. Um, cause it was like an eight mile run, which I know you have opinions about like long, <laughs> intense cardio anyway, but I'm marathon <laughs> training. So, um, and so I did that and you know, that was fine. But in general, one of the things that I learned and I told talk call and I talked about it yesterday from the webinar I joined that you ha- hosted was no naked carbs. So don't yeah. eat carb. Right. So do you want to explain that? And like, you know, balancing your blood sugar. Goal. Yes, absolutely. So that's, that's really the biggest thing. And that's what makes this way of eating so flexible is that I'm not handing you a list of like, don't eat these foods, eat these foods. I'm just saying very simply, okay, like let's start with carbs. Don't eat carbs naked. And that just means don't eat carbs by themselves. And there are exceptions to that, which we'll get to. But when you like, let's just say it's a bagel. So when you just are, you know, sit down and you eat a bagel what's going to happen is your blood sugar is going to spike because it's bagel is pure carbohydrates, just simply breaks down into glucose in your body and you have a blood sugar spike. So then that is going to signal to your pancreas to release insulin. And insulin is a storage hormone. It comes out. It's like a, you know, I don't know, like a little FedEx truck that comes out and picks up all the, the sugar in your blood and it deposits it into your muscle, your liver, and then anything left over into your fat cell. Your your muscle and your liver does not have massive storage capacity. So mm. when you eat something like a bagel, you know, like a big ass bagel that has maybe 50 grams of carbs, like it's, unless you're training for a marathon, maybe 
you know, it's, it, there's going to be a lot that spills over and that mm-hmm. is going to be stored in your fat cells. And insulin in itself, it, like I said, it is a storage hormone. And when it is in your bloodstream, your kind of like the, okay. So like if, if insulin is the yin, then glucagon is the yang and they can't be floating around in your body at the same time. So glucagon is your fat burning hormone. Mm. So I'm saying all this and I'm setting all this up to say that if you're just eating a bunch of carbs all day long, your body is never going to go into that fat burning zone. You're just always going to be storing fat. And in addition to that, you're also going to feel like crap because imagine your blood sugar spikes up, insulin comes out, you know, stores it all. As that's happening, blood sugar starts to come down. As blood sugar starts to come down, there's a signal that goes to your brain that says like, whoa, blood sugar's going down. We need more sugar. Like what's going on? Yeah. And then you start to get hungry. You feel hungry again. And you start to, oftentimes you're craving carbs because your body will tell you like what kind of foods to eat, what what it's going to prefer in that moment. And if you're having a blood sugar crash, it's just like a survival mechanism where it'll say like, we need more carbs to bring the sugar back up. So you're, you know, I know you're uh, not everybody's going to be watching this like on camera, but imagine me like showing you like a roller coaster up and down and up and down and up and down all day long. And that's why I like to start the day with, you know, a little bit of lower carbs in your breakfast so that you're not starting that roller coaster right away first thing in the morning. Yeah. So how we get around that is not by eliminating carbs. We need carbs, but you want to cushion those carbs with fat. Uh, fiber and protein. And the fiber and the fat are really effective at just slowing down that curve, that blood sugar curve or that blood sugar spike so that you're not going up and down and up and down because that's going to prevent those cravings. You know, when I said like when your blood sugar is dropping and your brain says like more sugar, that's not going to happen. You you want your blood sugar to look more like a nice rolling hill versus (laughs) like these mountain peaks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the protein really, protein doesn't have a huge effect on blood sugar, but it's just really satiating. Like it's, it's keeps us full, makes us, um, you know, carries us from one meal to the next because we're not like, we're not hungry when we eat. Imagine like sitting down to a plate of chicken and then sitting down to a plate of potato chips. Like what plate do you think you're going to eat more of? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The potato chips. Um, because it's just, it's too filling. We just don't want to eat. We don't want to overeat it. So that's why the protein is always a really important component as well. And then of course, protein is amazing for, uh, maintaining and building lean muscle too, which increases your metabolism. So we just love protein at every meal. Yeah. Yeah. Protein, 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 yeah. protein, protein, protein. There, protein. <laughs> so, so no naked carbs. I love this because yeah. it's, it's, um, you can remember it. Yeah. Like it's an easy sort of guideline. Are there any other like easy, I don't want to say hacks, but like things that people can remember in a typical day? Like what would a good day look like for managing blood sugar and yeah. and metabolism and these pillars that you mentioned? And like, are there any other just things that we could have in our brains that help us yeah. remember what to do? So I, I go by the acronym PHFF and just, you know, anyone who's done my program knows like that PHFF and just, just thinking about PHFF at every meal, which is protein, healthy fat and fiber. And then if you want to add the carb, add the carb, don't care. Um, so that just gives you flexibility. And then if you want to have carbohydrates in the meal, you can have it. Otherwise you can really load up on protein, healthy fat and fiber. 
And it, I mean, it really just is as simple as that. Like mm-hmm. look, sitting down on a meal and being like, okay, where's my protein? Am I doing a smoothie? Okay. I'll get some protein powder. Am I doing eggs? Am I, you know, having pasta? Okay. Then where's my chicken or my shrimp? And then like, where's my healthy fat, you know, avocado, olive oil, olives, coconut, um, and then fiber. So fiber being like vegetables. Uh, you know, I love lentil pasta. We do a ton of lentil pasta here or chickpea pasta, yeah, chia seeds, stuff like that, that you want to, you know, throw into your smoothie or, uh, add, you know, just add veggies to your meal. And then, like I said, if you want to add carbohydrates like bread or pasta or rice, then you can do that. And I, that's it. Yeah. The other thing that, um, I think I learned from you is protein, healthy fat and fiber at every meal. Yes. But also, um, we've been told that we should be eating like, you know, five to six meals a day. And if you're actually getting hungry within a couple hours of eating, it's not great for your, right. So maybe, um, like, so for me, my goal is to eat pretty large portions at my meals and then stay full and satiated for like four hours. Yeah. So you're right. That is another really good one. It's just to remember the kind of the four hour rule and you can go longer than that too. But I find a lot of times, especially women, we, we eat like way too much in a meal. Then we're like, ugh, like, you know, so four hours, I think is a really good window of time where if you're eating breakfast and every day you find that you're getting hungry by 10 o'clock and you're eating a breakfast at eight and then you're hungry at 10, then that just means you need more food. So that's kind of how you gauge, you know, we don't really do meal plans. We do, but just as a guidance, but what we tell people is, okay, start with the meal plan. And then if you're getting hungry two hours later, then up the protein a little, up the fat a little, like you kind of have to play around with it. You just need more food. Um, and then, you know, until you can actually go those four hours and if you're going about four hours, then you know that you're eating the right amount for your body and for your metabolism. And so part of why that's so cool is because that you then are having to learn about what makes you feel good. And that Mm -hmm. is a big part of what I want to teach because you're not going to work with me forever. Like I, you know, when you're out in the wild, you have to know (laughs) what makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you do give guidelines on like, okay. And yes. it helped me in the beginning, like shoot for 30 grams of protein, yes. you know, and you talk about, and I'm not giving anything away. Like you give away no. so much information for free on your social media. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it really is more step-by-step sort of holding hands if you go through the course, yep. but you talk about like shoot for this many grams of protein. Right. And then the other thing that I, I noticed for me when I used to do a lot more carb eating, hangry was a thing. And I don't know how you feel about that as a dietitian, but people say that's also very normalized. But if you're hangry, it's not actually, that's not really a no. good thing, right? No. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I started talking about this at the beginning and then we got derailed, but, but that, yeah, that's like something that's really normalized is like being hungry all the time and like, Oh, I'm always hungry. I'm always hangry. And it's no, that's, you should not be hungry all the time. You should not be hangry. You should be able to feel your hunger and be like, okay, like, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm going to, you know, just wait till I get home to eat and not be, not have anxiety and getting like, you know, snappy. And like, you want to, you know, pull off to the gas station and eat something because you're, you just can't even control yourself. That is not normal. Um, and that is coming typically from eating naked carbs and eating, you know, eating when you're, when your body's used to eating every two or three hours, it's going to start looking for fuel every two or three hours. And when you don't give it, you know, give it fuel, it's going to get hangry. It's going to get angry. It's going to yell at you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 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 So that's why, you know, we really look for like, 
stretching it out and just eating like normal meals. All of this is, (laughs) I like to say, all of this is just learning how to eat like a normal person again. Yeah. It really is. Giving you parameters, you know, um, to help you get there. But yeah, it really is just eating like a normal person. And this stuff is really important though, too, because I think um, a lot of women don't prioritize themselves. So some of this is like, giving yourself permission to take the time to treat yourself like you actually care about yourself and love yeah. yourself and like yeah. it's and not just moving too fast through things all the time. Um, can you talk a little bit more? I'm curious because inflammation, the word gets, yeah. you know, thrown around a lot and um, not, but like, Oh, this will cause inflammation or in, what, what happened? What is that look like in your body? And then what are, what's like the impact of that over time to have Mm. like inflammation just uncontrolled, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it's really, it's really like, obviously when you get a cut and your finger starts bleeding and then, you know, you have this whole chain of reaction that happens where your, your finger will start to, you know, heal up as the day goes on um, because you've got, <laughs> You're taking like taking me back to school now. I'm like trying to yeah. remember this, but you know, you've got your this whole inflammatory reaction that happens to help heal your finger. Okay. Yes. Okay. So when you have systemic inflammation, and that's what we really care about, right? Okay. Like, we don't care about acute inflammation. We care about when you've got inflammation happening like throughout your body. Yeah. It's like that, but it's happening throughout your whole body. Um, and it's like the people with autoimmune diseases, for example, uh, on autoimmune disease is your body, you know, attacking itself and causing inflammation. Well, you can have inflammation without your body, throughout your body without having an autoimmune disease, um, or you can have an autoimmune disease. There's, there's lots of different types of inflammation that you can have, but really what it does and probably what your people care about is that. When inflammation is like a, it, it's, it's like an alarm. It's like, mm. I'm thinking of the like little red emoji, like the alarm emoji, you know, yeah, yeah. all over your body. And everything stops when like all non-essential life-saving processes in your body stops when you have inflammation. And that will include your metabolism because it's not, your metabolism is not that important to keeping you alive. It's important to us, but it's not important to your body to keep you alive. So when you have a lot of inflammation and we'll, we'll get to like what that can look like in a second here, but the, everything else is going to kind of slow down. So I always, I like to say like my, the, the top two reasons that I see weight loss resistance, like on a, on a macro scale is inflammation and really poor blood sugar control. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I'm looking at somebody and it's like, seems like they should be losing weight and they're not, it's probably one of those two things. Um, and so where that can come up, I mean, there's like, there's a million places where inflammation can come up, but where I see it a lot is in the gut. Mm-hmm. And so if someone has a food insensitivity, for example, and they're eating that food over and over again, cause they don't realize it it can, it will start to cause inflammation in the gut because the gut is like, Whoa, what is this? We don't like it. Like get it out of here. And you have an inflammatory response. Mm -hmm. And then what can happen is the gut starts to like wear down, uh, after all this inflammation and damage, and it can become 
leaky and I'm doing air quotes, but you know, that's when like pathogens and toxins and like, you know, microscopic particles can leak out from the gut into your whole system. And then you're going to have even more inflammation because your body is like, what is this? Like not recognized little alarms going off. And this is where I start to see people that are like, I feel puffy all the time. I'm really tired. I have brain fog. You know, inflammation can manifest in a lot of ways, but weight loss resistance is a huge one. So, you know, this is why oftentimes I refer out and we're luckily we are starting, um, we we do one-on-one coaching now too. And uh, the head of our one-on-one coaching is going through like a whole training Uh, around gut health and to be able to do like gut maps. And because a lot of our clients, what we're finding is like, they're, you know, like I said, they're doing everything right, but there's still something that's off and, you know, their digestion is messed up and they're having skin problems. And we know that it has something to do with their gut. And so we want to be able to help them. But if we can't at the moment, you know, we refer them out because, you know, there's, there's only so much I can do in helping someone lose weight when they have system-wide inflammation due to maybe a food insensitivity. And of course, there's a million reasons you can have uh, inflammation, but that is a big one that I think yeah. we see a and lot. And this can even come, I think for me, part of my inflammation was coming from processed foods that oh, yes. are touted 100%. as healthy, yeah. right? So not even, that's not even food sensitivity. That's just like eating processed foods can a hundred percent cause that. Especially, mm. And I was doing it like, I mean, I've been doing it for years and then you know, but years ago when I was diet, cereal dieter, I was doing lean cuisine and things that are like food-like mm-hmm. substances. Yeah. And then I moved into, I mean, I've t- you guys have heard me talk about on the pod, these keto, these think keto bars that taste like candy bars. And I'm like, oh, they're keto. They're low sugar. They're, you yeah. know, all these, I'm like, this is fine. I'm having one a day minimum. And I'm like, why the hell am I feeling so shitty? Oh, maybe it's all this stuff. My body does not recognize as food. Yes. A hundred percent. The seasons may be changing, but your self-care routine shouldn't have to. Be freshly shaved like a dolphin. Get that dolphin skin game. slick skin. Yeah. You're going to feel great in any weather, especially slipping into pajamas or cozy Mm -hmm. sweats. Mm -hmm. Listen, Ash and I both, both used Billy because it is the best razor for half of the price you'd expect. No pink tax, no visit to the drug drugstore, no irritation, no matter what. I usually get like pretty dry skin, like regardless mm-hmm. of the weather. And I, I think I mentioned I used to steal Chris's shavers because I was like every shaver made for women. I just don't like at all. And I didn't like his either. I just was kind of I didn't love anything until Billy came into my life. But it's why I love shaving with the Billy razor. They're super moisturizing. They help detoxify my skin with the built-in 360-degree charcoal shave soap. Their crazy affordable starter kit comes with their award-winning razor, two precision five-blade refill cartridges, and their cult favorite magnetic holder. Uh, Billy is on Nylon's beauty hit list and Allure called them the smoothest shave ever. You guys know, Ash and I, this is the real deal. We've been, I've been exclusively only using the Billy, Billy shaver for years, brought them on even as a favorite before they were even a partner and have never turned back. Don't suffer another second paying a pink tax for a bad shave. Go to mybilly.com slash sip to get the best razor you will ever own while supporting our show. 
Billy is half the price of other razors plus free shipping always. Just go to mybilly.com slash sip. That's spelled my B-I-L-L-I-E dot com slash sip. That's mybilly.com slash sip. Speaking of inflammation, we want to talk about booze because, I mean, the podcast mm. is called You Can Sip With Us. Call yeah. is sipping virgin at the moment, but um, she's excited to get back to it. I have never thought I'd see the day where I would be like, maybe I don't want to drink as much as I do. But really, like, watching you and doing my own research on my body, I'm like, if alcohol is an inflammatory, is it yeah. you know, going to cause it's inflammation? Yeah. It's a toxin. Do I really want to be doing this all the time? But I want to do it sometimes. So how do we drink alcohol wisely? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, and I've, I've been through the same thing because I was a huge drinker for so many years. And it has been more recent too, where I'm kind of like, oh, you know, there was, I had, I stopped drinking for a little while because my partner did. And, and after like a month, I was like, Oh, like I had one of those moments where I was like, I feel really good. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So, but yes, of course me too. Like I still want to go out and have drinks. Um, so what you can do is I think the, the biggest thing is when you're going to have drinks is to make sure that you go into it, not hungry. And that is something that, Mm so many of us do that are trying to diet because we're like, Mm. we know we're going to get all these empty calories. So we're not going to eat all day. We're just going to have some drinks and then we'll eat a little bit of food. And then that never happens because we have some drinks and then our prefrontal cortex gets inhibited, which is where we make our decisions. And then we start making really stupid decisions. And suddenly, you know, the alcohol is one thing, but then the queso and the, you know, whatever loaded fries, (laughs) like, yeah, that's just adding insult to injury. So, you know, really, like, very simply, the best thing you can do is just, like, go into a drinking situation, eating well all day long, um, really focusing on protein. Our bodies don't really like to store protein as fat. So if we're getting a lot of protein, we're staying full. We're not um, we're not going to be, like, you know, overeating necessarily nearly as much if we're doing that. Um, have some fat with your meal. You can definitely have some carbs, but, like, keep it in check because one thing with alcohol is that your blood sugar can get really unpredictable. So in some people, Mm -hmm. it might cause a spike and some people, it may cause a crash. In most people, it's going to kind of go up and down and up and down. And there's not a whole lot, honestly, that you can do about that. So you just want to be really careful about, again, going in with like steady blood sugar into your meal. I like to, um, like if I'm going somewhere and I know I'm going to have drinks, I'll have, I'll make myself like a smoothie, like probably a small one, not a big ass smoothie, but a small smoothie with some protein, a little healthy fat and fiber ahead of time. Um, Have my drinks and then, you know, just try to focus on ordering stuff that is heavy in protein and healthy fat. Cause like for me, you know, if I'm having drinks, like I would rather have drinks than order the nachos. So I'm just going to get the drinks. And I'm not saying I never do both, but, um, you know, if you really enjoy the alcohol, like have the alcohol and then Mm -hmm. eat something smart with it. But you're only going to do that, of course, if you go into it, not ravenously hungry. And then the second thing that I think is huge is the next day. So if you are like really like going after it, which I think, you know, all of us here, we know how to do that. (laughs) Um, the biggest thing is just having food prepared 
that you want to eat when you're hungover. <laughs> like yeah. I used to always buy the little, like the gluten-free chicken nuggets from Costco and they're so good. And then I would make like herby ranch dip with my yogurt. And that was like my go-to if I was hungover because it's, it's like not healthy, but it's like not too bad. And I'm not yeah. getting in the car and like driving to McDonald's. Because right. don't you agree? Like, that's the worst thing. You could like not even do that bad the night before, but then the next day is like just implodes. Yes. And you aren't prepared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that I was thinking came up for me before I healed my relationship with food. I also used to think, because most diets say you cannot drink yeah. on them, right? Yeah. And so then when I knew I was going to drink, I was like, oh, I'm off plan tonight. So I would flip the switch. Yep. And then I would just go to freaking town and eat all the crap. Um, and what I've learned from you is like, hey, you can drink and also feel okay the next day. Like yeah. it's not a bad, you know, it's not <laughs> all or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's really the biggest thing. I mean, you look, look alcohol is inflammatory. Like no, there's no way to not make it that. But I think if you're just intentional and this can go for anything in life, like just do it with intention. Be like, I want to go out tonight and have drinks because I want to have fun. And I have a really fun date night planned and I'm going to do it really intentionally by eating well today. I'm going to have, you know, my smoothie or my whatever that I want to have tomorrow prepared so that I don't go off the rails. I'm going to drink a bunch of water. I'm not going to do a bunch of sugary drinks because I don't really care about that. I just want to have a good buzz. Like just be really intentional. Yeah. And think it through. Yeah. That's really yeah. all it takes. Yeah. And oh, go ahead. Really quick. Um, th- I know a lot of people are here because, you know, they follow me and they know the body positive badass thing. And I just want to say, so I want you to talk about maybe what you would order and, yeah. or I'll just say like, I, <laughs> she, you know, like vodka water or yeah. you said tequila. So I'm a tequila girl now. And before when I was dieting, I'd see people order tequila soda or vodka soda. And I'm like, oh, you're diet. I don't, I'm not going to do that. Right. I'm not dieting. Oh, I'm better than yeah. you. And <laughs> what I'm, I've learned now is like, I'm doing it not because I have to, or because my goal is weight loss. I'm doing it because I want to feel good. And so for those 100%. of you who are struggling with this, like, wait, this isn't what Ashley talks about, like all these rules and stuff. I did things before because I had to, because I thought I should or from guilt or shame or I hated myself or whatever. I'm doing things now from a place of love and like, I want to feel good. So I am a tequila soda girl, um, not because of weight, but because it, I feel good when I'm drinking it and after. So what are your thoughts on like beer? I mean, I know this is on your social too, but like beer, wine, you know, what, sh- what can people drink? What's yeah. You know, so d- definitely the like vodkas, tequilas, the, the liquors that are highly distilled. Um, so maybe like the top shelf liquors are going to be the best bet just from a standpoint of having the lowest toxic load on your liver. Uh, alcohol is obviously a load on your liver, but then when you add a bunch of crap on top of that, it's even more of a toxic load. And that's why like beer and a lot of wines are not like, at least for me, I feel horrific if I drink beer or wine. Um, I know that's different for everybody, but I think a lot of that is just because you're also processing like the, I think they're called like acrotoxins or and the sulfites. And there's all kinds of stuff in beer and wine that your body is also having to filter. And while it's filtering alcohol on top mm. of it, it makes it, it's just the toxic load is a lot higher. So yeah. So from like, just a feeling like crap standpoint, um, I have to recommend just like vodka soda or water. Um, you could do like a lot of times I like to do a splash of, I'll say like, give me a splash of cranberry or give me a splash of orange juice just to kind of 
make it feel like I'm a having more juice. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it's again, this isn't to say like you can never drink beer again. If you're somebody who really likes beer, you know, try to choose something that is maybe all local or a little cleaner or organic, or maybe you have one or two beers and then you switch. Same thing with wine. What maybe a glass of wine and then you switch. I used to do that all the time because I do love the taste of wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then things like uh, what uh, what's the brand? Um, like the clean wines. I don't know. There's oh, like the dry farm. Yeah, there's like cleaner wines now that are like really low in sugar. And those are great. Those are going to obviously better be better options than ones that are loaded with sugar. And wine is hard because they don't have to have a label on it. So what I found mm-hmm. is that right. when you go to like a, a wine store, you can ask for a natural wine, which the word natural is like yeah. bullshit. Loosey, but loosey. in the wine industry, it actually isn't. It actually Ooh. means that it was... I don't remember exactly the definition, but it is actually a much better option. So you can ask someone that works there that knows what they're talking about and they can direct you to the natural wines. And those are, I think, are going to be typically lower in sugar and at least lower in crap. It's not going to have all the fillers and stuff in it that they don't have to put on the label. Yeah. Why do you have a problem with hard seltzers? Because that was (laughs) heartbreaking for me. (laughs) Well, we, Cole and I are some hell, we like hard seltzers. So, you know. Your well, beef with hard beer. seltzers is hard. But, I mean, a lot of them are beer, right? Like technically, I they're it's like a malt beverage. So I don't know because they'll have like a okay. hundred calories, okay. zero carbs, or like maybe two carbs, like zero grams of sugar. Like a lot of them, we try to find. I feel like are zero 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 zero. But I'm sure they okay. Have a bunch of fake so crap. also understand probably when you heard me say that that like. The, they're so different now, even just in the last like year or two, I feel like there's probably much, much better options. Um, so yeah, if it's all zeros, like you do want to, okay. If you really want to get nitty gritty and like, look at the ingredients, I can guarantee you they're probably not great. Yeah. But that's, but yes, factory toxic load. Toxic there's nothing so, like, real in them. It depends on what you care about. If you care about <laughs> right. the toxic okay. load, if you care about the calories, if you care about the sugar, like, okay, sure. So you are removing the sugar, which is good. I think anytime you can remove sugar with alcohol, like you're doing great because obviously the okay. sugar is going to cause you to have more cravings. And while you're drinking, like not good at all, it just may make you feel worse the next day. Like, okay. So just listen to yeah. your body because some people I'm like, you know, drink them and love it. And they're like, Oh no, I feel great. I mean, yeah. I don't, but okay. we're all different. I have a couple of rapid fire questions for you. Yes. As we wrap. Okay. Speaking of labels and at, so this just came up with the seltzers, but then Ashley mentioned, I thought I was doing great because I was eating these things that said right. keto, right? Yeah. Are there any thing like ingredient wise that if you like mm. rapid fire, you see this, you set it down, you do not put it in your cart. Yeah. Um, so any kind of artificial sweeteners, which is going to be like, gosh, okay. Sucralose. You guys might have to help me. What is aspartame? Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, there's a couple others. What about it's sugar real- alcohols? I, sugar alcohols aren't too bad. So some people with sugar alcohols, it will cause a lot of gas. Um, oh. but like, it, you know, for me, it doesn't, it just kind of depends on your digestive system. If it's causing you problems, don't eat it. Otherwise they're not bad. It, they're not like, they're not art. It's not like an artificial ingredient, okay. like an artificial sweetener. 
you guys will see that in um, keto things because your body doesn't yeah. process them the same, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so that is what was like in those keto bars. It's like very low sugar, but it's sugar alcohols. Yeah, so. but that's why a lot of people that eat a lot of those keto products end up feeling like crap and have digest yeah. and have digestive problems because they're just loading up with these sugar alcohols mm-hmm. that it's like they it's like they ferment in the stomach and then causes gas. Oh, great. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anything with artificial sweeteners is a no for me. Anything with like soy protein, like when you get a bar or a product that has protein added and it's like high protein, but then you look at the label and it's just because they've added a bunch of soy protein. Mm. Um, you know, I, I really try to avoid that. Um, to me, those two things, there's a lot, but those two things are like, if, if those are in something that's like, yeah, exactly. Um, otherwise, yeah, there's, there's other ingredients that are maybe just like, eh, but those Mm, two are the things that are kind of for me, like, that's just a no, I'm not not going to go there. Deal breaker or, you know, artificial flavors, uh, colors too. Mm. Um, they're just not, they're just not good. Uh, like, like when you hear like, oh, a lot of kids can't, can't eat, uh, like artificial colors or like red, whatever, blue, whatever. Why should we as adults be putting that on our bodies? Like if kids are having an, you know, adverse, I mean, there's actual research linking these artificial colors to behavior problems and neurological stuff in kids. Yeah. We shouldn't, that shouldn't be in the food supply. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a hard line for me. Um, okay. Big blood sugar spikers, obviously sugar, sugar is sugar, but naked carbs. Carbs aren't yeah. bad, but we want to dress, we want to, you know, that was a big takeaway from this. Yeah. Any other things that are like, you know, yeah. hey, careful. Well, we, so when you, when we look at sugar too, we have to be looking at, we have to be looking at all forms of sugar. So like honey and maple syrup and, mm-hmm. you know, for some of us, like, it's like, okay, well, duh, that's sugar. But for the majority of people, you know, that's not the case. They think like, oh, I'm, I'm eating honey and honey is healthy it's not going to spike my blood sugar. Yes, I absolutely agree that putting honey on something is better than putting white table sugar, but they're still going to spike your blood sugar the same. Yeah. So if, if our goal really is to keep blood sugar steady, you just want to be looking at your labels and seeing like how much sugar is in this and, and what to look for. I mean, I, you know, I, as just a kind of general rule of thumb, I say like, if it's something that has over seven grams of sugar, like maybe kind of check yourself on it. And I get that's all relative and it depends on what you're eating, but um, you yeah. know, just yeah. keeping sugar low and things like acai bowls and smoothies mm-hmm. that you get from your local or your health morning food latte, store, your morning latte, stuff like that. Like check, check the sugar on that. Like, yeah, because a lot of those smoothies, like you go to smoothie King, you know, they're like lean, I don't know, like the lean trim, whatever line they have smoothies there that have in these 70 to 80 grams of sugar. I'm not kidding you. It's, it's oh, unreal. Don't yeah. even get me started on Smoothie King. I just don't. <laughs> we'll be here for another yeah. hour. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your go-to dessert? For yes. the, We said go-to ooh, drink, ooh, but like question. for those of us who have a sweet tooth. God. Well, mm. cheesecake. Go, because okay, and there's some nice fat in that. Yeah. Oh, I heard so about this. I got desperate and I Googled low GI desserts <laughs> and a bunch of this. cheesecake things came up. So maybe we need to, do you make it yourself or is there like no. a, a, a store? If I'm, yeah. If you I'm just, out, like if I'm, yeah. if I'm getting, I'm actually not a big dessert person ever since I was a kid. Like I just don't have a yeah. big sweet tooth, but that would be, that would be my thing. So yeah, yeah I don't know if I can 
if I can direct you, unfortunately. No, 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 no. chocolate. Well, like I have a question. Dark chocolate. If you're going to have no. a random soda, better to go diet or regular? Uh, um, or does it really matter say, if it's like random? No, no, no. If it's just random, like who cares? Just drink what okay. you want. Um, okay. uh, yeah, this is a tough question because you you don't obviously you don't want to do a lot of the sugar but then you don't want to do a lot of the artificial sweeteners i will say that on occasion i consume artificial sweeteners like i know i said like i won't buy something but if i'm out somewhere and like there's a sugar free red bull like okay i'm not going to die like yeah, yeah i i honestly would probably rather have that like if i was having drinks because i know if i'm having the regular that that could be spiking my blood sugar more and causing me to have more cravings so that's just okay. you know i love it Fresh from San Diego, California, comes the only sunglass brand we're ever going to wear again. Um, of course, we're talking about Blender's eyewears, and you're going to be just as hooked as we are when you see how awesome these shades are. Call and I each got one. Uh, I don't know when it was. I had actually had... I've, I own several pairs way before they were even a podcast sponsor because they're just super stylish and cute. They've got the you know so mirrored and polarized lenses. They've got stuff for the snow. They got whatever. You were wearing some in Tahoe yeah. that were... You just look chic and sharp. Oh, yeah. And it upgrades your face. Chase Fisher started Blenders by selling his beachy shades out of a backpack while doubling as a surf instructor on Pacific Beach. His goal? To create an adventurous mid-priced eyewear option with the same cool factor as other leading styles. Unlike expensive big brand shades that you've probably lost or smashed in the past, blenders are actually affordable, so you're not going to cry as much when the inevitable happens. Blender's team of in-house designers are constantly coming out with new styles from orange polarized wraparounds, tortoise shell frames with purple lenses, to those classic gold arms on black lens. And it's not just sunglasses. Blenders has prescription glasses, readers, and blue lights, as well as a snow collection with goggles and accessories. Live life in forward motion with Blenders today. To score 15% off your Blenders purchase, visit BlendersEyewear.com and enter promo code SIPVIP. That's BlendersEyewear.com, code SIPVIP, S-I-P-V-I-P, for 15% off. Blenders, rocked with pride worldwide. Last question that I have is, you mentioned strength training and incorporating more of that. So what is a typical week of a workout? balance look Ooh, like for like yeah. strength training cardio like what are you doing each I, week I don't, three to four days of strength training is awesome like I don't really think if you are doing a good strength training program I don't think you need to do more than four days if you really want to great but uh as far as cardio goes I walk I don't do anything more than that I try to just get out and go for a walk every day sometimes it's five minutes sometimes it's 30 um yeah. I think cardio is great if you have the time to do it and you're doing it for cardiovascular health and you're doing it because yeah, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you're doing a marathon because you want to see what your body can do and you, it's a challenge. And I think that's amazing. I think we should do things like that. I think we should, I think it's good to stress our bodies out a little bit here and there, you know, it's just, let's not do it on a daily basis. And for the purpose of trying to lose weight and trying to do, you know, all these extreme things, um, in the sake for the sake of weight loss. So yeah, generally three to four days, like within our program, we, we, that's what we recommend is three to four days of strength training. And, um, you know, you can definitely, you can certainly see results doing that without going overboard. 
It's this cr- has like been. I, oh, yeah. Okay. I is, just like, sorry. You go. No, you go. No, I <laughs> wrote down as you were talking and like, what are we going to title this episode? And it's like, it's like, I, well, I wrote down what the diet is, industry doesn't tell you or diet myths debunk. Cause it's like, that's not what you hear. You don't hear yeah. three to four days is sufficient, no. you know, and you don't yeah. hear about that. It's not just calories and cal- like you, we're just, uh, we've all just been lied to. So how do we get <laughs> yeah. more of you? Yeah. How do we get I, more of you? I'm telling you, like, I'm the thing that I'm going to do after we wrap is sign up for your course. Okay. So <laughs> tell us about Perfect, your yes. course. Where do people find yeah. it? What will they get out of it? And if there's anything yes. else that we missed in this conversation of life-changing things okay. that we can hint at okay. to yeah. sign up and learn from you, like, yes. So, so here's what's cool is I think this episode will come out next Tuesday, right? Yes. And so, yeah. okay, so yeah. on Wednesday, if anybody that listens, on Wednesday, I'm actually doing a webinar um, so that Wednesday is free. So Wednesday the 20th. Yeah, Wednesday the 20th. It's, gonna, it's at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, but if you can't make that, just still sign up and I'll send you the replay. But it is... It's an awesome training and it's all about cravings and overeating. So if you find that you're someone who you're like, I just, I, I, I could stay on track with my goals if it wasn't for my stupid cravings or if it mm-hmm. wasn't for like just needing to have ice cream every night, you have to come to this training because what I'm going to teach you is not how to overcome that craving once you have it or overcome this overeating episode once it's coming up, but like how to prevent it in the first place, because everything is it's all biological. Like the, and a lot of the reasons we, we do have cravings and we overeat is because of things that we're doing that we think are healthy and we think that are helping us. And so I want to show you what those things are and then what to do instead. And I, I, this is a cool training because it really shows you like a piece of how I teach so that if you're like, okay, yeah, like I need to do this. Like I need to get on this. You can then sign up for my program. So it's nice because then you don't have to invest without like really knowing if I'm going to resonate with you. And we actually start metabolism makeover is the name of my program. And that is going to start the following week. So where do they sign up for the webinar? Okay. I just signed up. Okay. Well, if you go perfect. So just go to my Instagram. It's, uh, Megan, the dietitian. Megan dot the dot dietitian. M-E-G-A-N. Yeah. And then I are we have a program Instagram page too, which is just the metabolism makeover. So either place and you can just easily sign up there. It's going to be in our bio, my bio for the next yeah. week. Link in okay. bio. And if you guys are then, listening to this yeah. after that, yeah, um, well, you'll so miss the webinar, but you will, but if it's in that, you know, if it's if it's close to the time that you post this, just send me a message and I'll send you the replay. Um, you know, we'll we'll have that available. And, but, and if you're just like, no, like, I don't care about the webinar. Like, I just want to know more about metabolism makeover. Then you can, you know, you can go to our website, metabolismmakeover.co or, I mean, I'll be posting plenty over the next couple of weeks. Um, so follow you. Yeah. Just follow me. You'll, you'll find things. You'll find what you need if you follow me. (laughs) God, you'll find more than you'll find things you didn't know you needed. You guys are all about to have total, your mind's blown girl crushes. It's the whole thing. I feel like you've given me so much freedom, um, which has been priceless. Like it's been so huge. So I'm grateful. I don't even know how I found you, but I, I'm thankful for it. I don't either. Actually, but all yeah. I know is one night I suddenly had like 2000 more followers and I was like, who the hell just shouted me out on Instagram? This was like forever ago. And I found you and I was like, I don't even, I didn't know you did the program. Who is this girl? 
Because you know why I shouted you out? Because I was in the middle of dealing with a bunch of haters and you had posted a picture of, she has a toddler, you guys named Tuli, and you posted a picture of her and you're like, Tuli's on her shit again. And I'm like, I love this woman. Like, she's just who she is. She shows up. And like, as you get, and I think that's what I said. I'm like, I want to be here cheering for people. And as she gets big, she's going to get haters. And I hope she never changes. Like the way that you show up so authentically, any parent of a toddler knows that toddlers get on their shit sometimes. And it's hard. And I just, I had been filtering myself and censoring myself. And it was so refreshing to see a professional be yeah, real honest. Yeah. 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 It was so nice. So yeah, yeah nice. I'm awesome. cheering for you. Same. Yeah. And I personally want to thank you too, because Ashley talked about you here on this pod, which is how I found you. I've been following you. And in finding out about the gestational diabetes, I was sad, lost, confused for a little while. And you really helped. You don't know this, but you really helped me figure things out. And when you have a plan and you get into a routine, it's amazing what your hacks and tips and uh, just way of of creating new healthy um, learning how to do this stuff again the basics learning how yeah, to eat right. again like you mentioned earlier coming back to yourself on that it's amazing what it can do for your whole life so um, everyone follow Megan the dietitian thank you so much for being here oh, thanks for having um, me guys. and we'll have to have you back on you yes, have an anytime. open invite all right perfect. <laughs> Well, like we said, cash back, you guys. That was guaranteed. She's amazing. So good. Um, and you guys are so good. And you can sip with us always. 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 Until the day we all die. But you know what you're supposed to be sipping now. So that's important. Yes. You can sip with us always, but be in be intentional about it, okay? Yes. And uh, Leave us a nice little oh, tap the five star, leave a review, tell a friend. Join Keep us the on old Patreon. Pod. Join us on Patreon. Do all the things. We love you. And we will see See you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. What more you can sit with us? How about another round of your favorite podcast? We same, 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 same. Join us for another round over on Patreon. That's where we give you the down and dirty. We get raw and real we raw dog it over there oh yeah every (laughs) friday at least we drop friday episodes over on patreon and additional content it's all ad free you can sign up go to patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash you can sip with us or download the patreon app and search you can sip with us Become a patron. Five bucks, guys. It's five bucks a month. I mean, just give up your latte one day. One day mm-hmm. out of 30 days, boom, paid for. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Totes, kibbutz. Do it. We'll see you over there. KCO. Every Friday, Love guys. Love you. Bye. You're our crew. Bye.